Like right off the top here, I wanted to like I was trying to make up like a song parody or something the other day because oh. uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know why I was thinking about the sound of music and I was trying to come up with something like vampires, werewolves, you know, cannibalism. These are a few of my favorite things, <laughs> but uh, it just because, you know, we're going to be talking about music in a second. But anyway, it's me, the original Sasquatch Slim, Jeremy Rusk, and I'm here with my good friend. Brandy Joe Planback. The Flame and Scream Queen. That's my new Insta handle. I changed it. I said it oh, last week cool. and I love it. The Flaming Scream Queen. Because it's what I am. And I'm Sasquatch Slim. It's just that's it's right. What, it's who I am now. It's the persona and we're sticking with it. And this is Scaring a Sharing, a place where we talk about horror stuff and share our favorite scary movies. That's right. I hope you guys already know that if you're here, like listening to this. But you but may be hopping in for the new. first time. So. Maybe you're new. So welcome. 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 It's a safe and place. <laughs> a safe place to be scared. <laughs> we have a special guest today. This is our big episode 20. Two. Oh. So we wanted to do something special. And you guys have heard us mention him before. Nick Striba. Nick Striba, yes. my good friend. Uh, our composer, he did our music. Yes, and he's here. Hi, my name is Nick Kastriba, and I am a little maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the branding. It's oh, our branding. That's cute. Uh, What's up, guys? Thanks so much for having me on. I am super excited. Absolutely, we wanted to. We we just thought it was only natural as our as our composer, uh, my friend. Uh, I've known Nick now for probably like 20 years when I do the math, mm. maybe more. Yeah, roughly. I don't know. We were like preteens when we met, maybe maybe just teenagers. Yeah, you were what? So I I was in like seventh grade because that's when I met the LaMonica boys. And that's how mm. I know you through them. So you were what? In like fifth grade then something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm two years younger than you. Y yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that and we've known each other since. So. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in. <laughs> How many scary movies do you think you've collectively watched like together? Oh uh, my God. Hundreds. Um, yeah. We used <laughs> to ride our bikes up to video Jack, like God, twice a week, sometimes more than that. And just read. Can we swear? Oh yeah. Oh, All uh, you the watch, shittiest yeah. movies, the shittiest <laughs> movies. They had the worst ones there. And like what? Rabbit grannies, rabbit grannies, skin, the leprechaun like, series. Yeah, we started off like riffing, you know, we wanted to be like Mystery Science Theater and so sure. we would just riff on terrible horror movies and uh and then it just those slowly just became what we liked. So yeah. like <laughs> at some point Yeah, I'm permanently brain damaged now. I only like <laughs> terrible movies. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Cuz then we you know, what was the one big meat eater that Yeah. Sam's, <laughs> Sam's favorite. That's so weird. Yeah, Plan 9 from Outer Space has evolved from just something bad we discovered to like legitimately one of my favorite movies so it's like you know we are screwed up for life <laughs> <laughs> i love it so if you've listened to the show you probably know like our jeremy's and my aesthetic are very different oh, there's like yeah. a little crossover but he's mentioned to me i feel that you are a little of both of our worlds is that correct i think so uh like, I get the sense that you're more into, like, the indie horror flicks, kind of, like, uh, slow burn, art house kind of stuff. And 
uh, that's that's more my speed. But I am also like Jeremy, too, where I love a creature and, you know, some really stupid and gory and violent. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of right in the middle, I'd say. Your little country, a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your like all time favorites? Oh, God, I'm going to sound like uh, like a lame but, you know, like all the classics, you know, like The Shining, The Omen, Alien. What a basic bitch. Yeah, yeah, basic. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, the Thing. Like the 80s version? Elm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So, yeah, all so the since classics. it's like the first major franchise you mentioned, what is your favorite and your least favorite of the nightmare on elm streets i gotta go with the first one as my favorite God, i i don't know i is new nightmare is that like part of it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. god my least favorite i don't know was that in consideration <laughs> for your least favorite or for your favorite i i'm not a huge fan of it i think like okay. scream does everything that movie wants to do better True. you know like yeah. the meta horror kind of stuff Oh, yeah, I agree. I think the whole ending of New Nightmare goes a little off the rails mm-hmm. uh, when they're in oh, like when they the go fan- into his world, fantasy, and- <laughs> fantasy, fairy tale world. You're like, they yeah. should have just. And then that uh, what was that movie? Uh, Insidious, the first Insidious, like yes. totally ripped oh. off New Nightmare and does. The but same I feel thing. the same way about Insidious. And I, I do, too, it until they go to his lair. And then yes. I'm like, oh, so bad. Yeah, I am totally the same way. Like I was living in Vegas by myself when I watched Insidious. Oh, and I can't remember the last time a movie scared me that like that's bad. Like, oh, my God, I was terrified until the ending when they're throwing each other around the room and it just becomes a stupid shit fest. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so, true. so but least favorite nightmare, new nightmare then? I yeah, just because my brain is mush and a lot of them it just over like, Freddy's dead. Yeah, wow. over Freddy's. Or what about the remake? The remake's the worst. Mm. Oh, of that whole series. Yes. If you're so. gonna include it, yeah, yeah. If we're including percent. that, then yeah. Mm-hmm. I I went to the midnight showing of that, and yeah, I was the disappointment. Yeah, I I could go on for an hour just talking about how terrible that movie is. Yeah, right. But it's like it's <laughs> we shouldn't waste any time on that because it doesn't deserve it. Right, no. right, right, right. I but would rather horrible. wait. What's what's the saying? I would rather. Uh, I'd rather light a candle than you know, <laughs> curse the darkness. So we'd like to talk I, about positive yeah. things. I've yeah. never heard that, but I, okay. <laughs> something, something like that. What are some of your favorite scores? But, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about you because you're like, you're a jack-o'-lantern of all trades because I know you're a very talented artist. I was just like you. perusing and stalking your Instagram account today. You're just, your art is so beautiful Thank and you're you. also a very talented musician so i want you to talk a little bit about what other artistic avenues that you pursue and um and also tell people where they can find you well yeah it's funny i jeremy mentions us being friends for a long time and uh we were in a band and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> i was the drummer and i had bought a uh, a four track recorder like a tape recorder for like 300 bucks or something, which at the time, like being in high school, yeah, like yeah. I'd saved up a ton for this thing. And uh, we recorded two songs, I think. And then yeah. we broke, we broke up 
I, I don't think it was a fight or anything. I broke think, up. Yeah, we just stopped we just playing. Got bored or something. Yeah, we just uh, we played but, a couple shows live and then yeah, you know, and then just stopped because we were teenagers. And mm-hmm. what was the name of the band? Stereotherapy. Because mm-hmm. we wanted to have like an angsty, you know, like alternative <laughs> rock name. So like everybody, I like that. it. Yeah, stereotherapy. Uh, as opposed to like, what didn't we want to be? I, I'm trying to remember. Some of the other alternatives were like, we were almost the screaming lads, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember the rejected names, but I the fact that, that stereotherapy one is says something. Uh, <laughs> but uh... well, I see, I think it was like, there was, if I remember, there was internal conflict about like, I wanted something like ridiculous. Like, I wanted to be like, you know, the, the chemical the, or the cannibal like killer fuck boys or something like yeah. that. And, and we then, were like, coming from all different directions. And other members creative. of the band were like, no, we need a serious name. <laughs> like, we need to be taken serious. And it's mm-hmm. like, so stereotherapy was the most neutral name we yeah. could come up with. So. <laughs> but yeah, after we broke up, I had this uh, tape recorder in my basement and it just sat there for months. And it wasn't until like I got sick one day, like for a week or something. And I went downstairs and I started just messing around with the that tape recorder and that's kind of what got me into you know being not just a drummer and you know trying to learn other instruments and express myself through music and what all do you play music wise uh like instruments yeah uh, ma- mainly keyboard um when we played live i would sing he had another band uh just a few years ago pool yeah uh, yep that uh they were doing some shows around the metro detroit area uh, yep. And that was some, inter- it was cool. It, you know, it was some weird synthy, uh, cool. noisy experimental stuff. So, but no yeah. longer, uh, well with the pandemic and it's, it's all gotten kind of weird, uh, not to get too heavy, but, uh, my Please. dad died a couple years oh. ago and, uh, wow. that really stifled me like creatively. Like a lot of our songs were about death and depression and shit and mm. it it all just kind of felt i don't know it was really weird to like too, get too back real in, yeah it was really weird to get back into the music i liked making after that happened so that's kind of why i gravitated to painting to you know express myself in a different way and you know um so yeah i guess that's kind of how i got into that but uh yeah with the pandemic it's kind of hard to be in a band but uh hopefully um, we'll get back at it soon. That's right. I think we should. I think we should re-record some of the stereotherapy stuff. By the way, so Please that's, do. that's that's my that's my little addition there. Yeah, dubstep version. Yeah. Well, before let's we do move it. on, let's let's like get a little taste, shall we? Just a little. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> just a little bit, and you guys can tell me all about this. So here we go. Wanna make a sandwich? I wanna make a stew. I family. Oh, <laughs> what is this song called? I want to eat your family. <laughs> and this, the lyric, okay, this is me singing, guys. Like, what, you know, so fucking terribly. Our buddy James wrote this song. He wrote the lyrics. Uh, as I remember. First I'll be your mother. I'm gonna use a gun. Then I'll get your dog. Then I'll be more fun. Then I'll kill your dad. I'm gonna use a knife. Then I'll take your grandma. I'll take away her life. Yeah, you're doing like a Dead Kennedys kind of thing with your voice. It yeah, like. I, I, we were like, this was definitely like punk rock like phase is like where I wanted to go. 
with our, uh, you know, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. God, I think I was kind of aping, uh, what's his name, Wednesday 13 a little bit, the murder uh, dolls. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, because that horror, like, horror punk, as they call it, aesthetic, I think is, like, what we were leaning towards with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> this kind of catchy, the- I'm going to say. Yeah, this this <laughs> this you. this was the favorite. Like we played this at the couple of this shows. This was our hit. Yeah, this, this was, was our hit. We played, we this played was this our at, closer. This was our closer. Because <laughs> as I remember, our set list was really just like we knew a couple Green Day songs, uh, and we did like a Rolling Stones song, and then we had a couple of originals, and this was one of them. If you so the whole package come to the show. You will enjoy it very much buy stuff from us is it a love song no <laughs> uh this was us being you know little little edgy fucking teenager guys and i don't know do you have any more insight nick i i barely <laughs> not really i'm just I, playing drums poorly i i barely remember this so is this like how your sound was like when you sing Jeremy is this what you sounded like in any of the songs or did you alter yourself for each like track? I, I, I feel like this track sounded a lot different like I don't know what I was doing when we recorded this but like live I sounded a little different mm-hmm. like how long ago was this oh fuck like 16 years ago yeah 15 years ago yeah. something like that we were we were teenagers. Like I think I had just started college. I was going to like community college. Here it comes. The best part. And you guys were like just finishing up high school. Oh I think you and James mm-hmm. were still in high school. Yeah. So was the idea that this girl broke your heart and you want to eat her family because of it? Is it a revenge tale? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'd have There's to a lot of subtlety to the song. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of levels we, we'd have to bring uh i think we'd have to get james and ask him like why did you write this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i couldn't hop on the podcast and not try to embarrass jeremy a little bit. i know he had to <laughs> dig up my uh <laughs> I forgot about that ending. Oh my oh god. Oh my god, that is rich. <laughs> that was us. That so. is rich. Dumb yeah. little punks. <laughs> <laughs> Hot and bothered over here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was our big finish. We would do that one. Uh, you know, just close out the show. Yeah, collect our um, five dollars and <laughs> is that how much you would Wendy's. like get paid to do a gig? Oh, if we were lucky. Yeah. If we were lucky. I think we were paid for one gig and that was it. We got like less than ten dollars and just bought some Wendy's afterwards. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. guys have like groupies that would throw their panties at you and stuff? Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> just our friends. Like that show most shows were just people we already knew from hanging out with. So so Jeremy, you sent me that track, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. Like, mm-hmm. did it just resurface or is it something like you've always had access to over the years? Nick Nick's, sent it to you recently. Nick surprised me with it. He was like, I okay. still got it. And I, I was, like, I was actually going to message you, Brandy Joe, without Jeremy knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to be a guest on the podcast and, uh, you know, uh, get a little Poor. too wild. So Poor I, form. I, I figured I'd give Jeremy a heads up. But yeah, I had to dig oh, that out sweet. of a ancient laptop that's 
screen's all broken, but yeah, I was glad I was able to find that thing. That's and awesome. it's on your SoundCloud, right? What is your SoundCloud? Moon. Oh, that's yeah. That's mainly for demos and stuff. And oh, okay, but yeah, the the music I make is uh, pool.bandcamp.com. Beautiful. Thank you. And that's pool like a swimming pool. P O O L. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome. What are some of your favorite f- horror film scores? The first thing that pops to mind is uh, The Omen. Oh, yeah. My mom got me real into horror when I was little, and she'd always try to scare me. She'd, like, combine The Omen and, I think, like, uh, Jaws. So whenever oh. she was trying to freak me out, she'd be like, oh! <laughs> oh! It's just that movie, it's like they use these voices. It's, it sounds like the music from hell. Like mm-hmm. yeah. the, the, the famous track is called what Ava Satani. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. So right there, Satan's <laughs> in the title. Yeah. It's a lot of choral stuff, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. They use a lot of voices, mm-hmm. in it, which is really mm-hmm. cool. They, inv- they really invert all the Catholic, like, you know, uh, all the choral stuff you'd hear at, you know, mass and stuff, but mm-hmm. now it's satanic. But uh, for like most horror movies, I like, kind of like uh sparse music you know like i think with horror movies especially they like allow for you uh, like as an audience member to be present and uh so like the lack of music or just real minimal like kind of like textury sort of stuff like um like rosemary's baby i think has a great soundtrack mm-hmm. yeah real sparse stuff that lets you kind of get put yourself in in the movie a little bit. I think that works really well for horror. Now, I know we've talked before about, of course, Ravenous, uh, the oh, soundtrack. Yeah, love, the, love that soundtrack. One of the greatest. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just because, you know, Damon Alburn of the Gorillas, as I think we've talked about before when we discussed this, he's just like a mad genius of, oh, yeah. of, of music. So like with the stuff he comes up with is just like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. yeah, I definitely loved that. That score it was the one thing I really liked about the movie. Um, but I, I found some really cool remixes on YouTube of like the theme, like the main theme, which were kind of fun. I love a remix. I love love a remix. And that's, I think, what I particularly like about like the themes you did for us, because in the beginning you sent us over four. And I think Jeremy had a favorite and I had two favorites that weren't his favorite. And then we sort of were like, well, we, okay, we sort of uh, mainly agree on these. And then you sent over two new ones, which are the two that we've used. Cause we mm-hmm. love, like, as soon as I heard both of those, I was like, yes, yes. I don't know which one. I love them both. <laughs> and then we were like, well, let's use one for the opening and one for like the interval. Mm-hmm. And, and I just love them so much. I think they're so good. Thank you. Like, what were you going for in some of those? I don't know. Like, I never done uh, like an intro song or anything like that. So I was really just like experimenting and trying to feel it out. Like, yeah, some listening back, some of them just sound weird. But yeah, that's why I sent the fifth and sixth one because I wasn't super thrilled with the first four. So I'm really glad that you guys liked those. And I thought it was uh, like a happy accident, I guess, or like. The universe works in mysterious ways that you threw in a, <laughs> you threw in a scream sample and that's one of Brandy Joe's favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's it. It's going to be in the show because you use that scream sample and it's, mm-hmm. perfect. it's perfect. I think originally I was trying to like record scary music for us, like a scary podcast. And it's <laughs> like, no, I need something catchy, but it's you but know, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, but horror 
uh, yeah. horror adjacent, as you boys say. Yes, yeah. horror um, adjacent. Cynthia yeah. is like mm-hmm. the no. best. Yeah, that's that's ever. what Jeremy. What that that was my instructions. Was yeah, like, I think Carpenter I, yes. with kids from <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. I think was <laughs> yeah, my that, only that instruction. Was, and that's that was what we said. perfect. That that's was a exactly perfect it. jumping off point. So, yep. yeah. And so I have two questions about the, the main theme song, like the one that we start off with. One, mm-hmm. like I, I Googled the lyrics for what the girl is saying, and I think I found it's just some like random poem somewhere. Is it mm-hmm. just like a, a sample that you had or did it mean anything to you? Or, or did, were you like, this is creepy? No, uh, Jeremy said kids uh <laughs> rhyming or nightmare so i just well, that's just ripped off youtube and uh the sample in the back is from uh those haunted house cds you know like you put them on during halloween i have mm-hmm. a bunch of those so i sampled that so there's like screams in the background that i'm sampling from like a haunted house <laughs> cd and yeah, I think the beat I just typed out on the keyboard. And uh, and what about the people saying scaring or sharing? Oh, that I went onto one of those uh, text-to-speech websites. And so I was like, British lady, uh, American <laughs> dude. And so I just, I held my phone up and I recorded those and I just mic'd it up. And- yeah, Brandy Joe was utterly like flabbergasted when he heard <laughs> that. Like, he's like, how did he do that? <laughs> And Jeremy said exactly what you did. He's like, I bet he has like some aggregator or whatever it's called, like just like spit them out. But yeah, I just yeah. like, I would had never more have friends thought to be real people. But uh, yeah, I, I love that they're the way they are. I love that they're the way because we had some little kids lined up. I have a friend Liz who's like kids. She doesn't care. They can watch scary movies. They put blood all over their house and Halloween, whatever. <laughs> they were in for it. But like as soon as I heard, it, I'm like, this is perfect. Like we don't need anything else. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, fuck yeah. I want to play, let's play one of the tracks that you... One of the rejects. Pull them up. Yeah, one of the <laughs> rejects. One of, I mean, they're... Not just... good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play the one that to me sounds like a particular theme, or not, I don't even think it's a theme, but some music in a movie that I really love. And I'm pretty sure it's this one, so let's try it out. This one to me sounds like some of the music in It Follows. Oh, I love that soundtrack too. Oh my so god. Good. What so is that good. disaster piece? I think does the soundtrack you know of that movie? I, don't I know. think so. That I think so. Right. Oh yeah, I tried singing on this song. That's me. You did? What are you saying? I, I'm saying scaring is sharing, but oh. I also mixed it up and I'm saying scaring. I, I fucked it up, but I pitched, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure about my vocals. I sound like a haunted chipmunk. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it's so cool. See, to me, for some reason, this one to me sounds like if we were doing a podcast about Are You Afraid of the Dark or something <laughs> yeah. like that, like that would be perfect for it. <laughs> I never watched the original Are You Afraid of the Dark, but they like revived it and yeah. I watched it like the la- the first season. There's like it was only like three episodes and now they're into the second. And I thought it was fantastic. Like it's definitely geared towards youths, but it's not like super cheesy. Like it definitely was eerie and creepy. Yeah. I um around uh, Hallow- the Halloween season this past year, I had revisited the the original first season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
because uh, I watched it as a kid, you know, I'm sure Nick did too. It was, it was scary as hell as oh, a yeah. child. Uh, but like rewatching it, like sure, it's got like cheesy production values and terrible acting, but there's some legitimately fucked up storylines like in the originals, like kids like die in it and stuff. And you're like, this is heavy for children. <laughs> like, I can't believe they got away with this for a child show. But yeah. What did they bring it back on? Uh, on Nickelodeon still. on. T- oh. I think it's on TV. Huh. Uh, it, it, what they're doing now, though, instead of like a story each episode, I understand it's a story mm-hmm. long or a season long arc of one story. Correct. Yeah, but I think this se- I'm waiting till they're all out before I watch it because I like to binge. But I think the second season is longer. The first oh, cool. season was just three episodes and the second season is going to be six, but it will wrap in like late March. March 19th is the last episode. Cool. So, so let's play Jeremy's favorite one from the first round that we got. I don't even remember it. Let's hear it. Is that a werewolf? Yeah, I like I children. Liked the, I liked the wolf howl. Yeah, I don't know what that is. If that's a sample or if that's just the synthesizer. Oh, yeah, I could see it's kind of both. Yeah, I kind of made all these just in a row. They all kind of blur together. Yeah, this one was super John Carpenter sounding once it got going. So I was like, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah, I dig it. I dig it, too. I see why you guys passed on it, though. It's a little slow. It's creepy. Yeah, I feel like that's the reason I didn't immediately go to it is that it is a little slower, like you're yeah. driving down the road. Yeah. Kinda. This one would be really good if like if we had like a live show. And this would be like our intro as we come out. You know, like like a video intro or something like that could work for that. Listen to me thinking ahead, wheeling and dealing. Will we have a live show? <laughs> oh, yeah, because we will. It's only um, a matter yeah. of time, people. <laughs> but And I think we would have been happy to go with really any of the original ones you sent. But when you sent the two additional, it was just like, yes, yeah. like we had to have them. Let's. This was my other favorite was this guy here. Ooh. Yeah, this is like a like a evil robot. This sounds very like mm-hmm. space horror to me. Yeah, this one's got a beat too. Yeah. When that beat kicks in. <laughs> yeah, this could be like a horror rap like beat. <laughs> yeah, do it give us a little rap, Jeremy. Oh I <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Come on, Sasquatch. If you want it to sound like rip rap, rippity rap, like <laughs> freestyling is not my strong point. But this one almost sounds like something that could like part of the beat, like a clipping song or something like that could use like part of that, like heavy and industrial and weird. And here's the the last one that you sent over. I take it back. This was my second favorite one. Ooh. I love the whispering and the synth is really awesome in it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah this was that. yeah, this was me really trying to channel that John Carpenter, I think. Oh yeah. Now this one to me really sounds like from a movie. Like I could see like 
you know, like in the intro, like the title screens of like a late nineties, early two thousands, like serial killer flick where they're like showing the, <laughs> the newspaper headlines with like yeah. three dead, you know, murder at <laughs> murderer at large is what you'd see on the screen while this was playing. And the very end is so good. You're going to die in there. What is that from? Like the, that concept, I don't think it's that particular sample, but there's a little girl and she says, you're all going to die in there. And they're like, what did you say? And she like didn't say that. Does that oh, not God. ring a bell? It does. Like, you're all gonna die in there. Oh my God! And I like should it makes know me it. think like, of like, like Silent Hill like... or something. Well, I'm thinking in The Exorcist. Uh, there's the scene at the party. Going to die we're... up there. I think yeah, that's oh. what I'm thinking. Oh. Reagan says yeah. it to yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. astronaut, and she says, "Yeah, you're gonna die up there." And then everyone's that like, is... "What? What's happening?" That's and then it. she I was... then she then she pees on the rug. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is 100% it. I was like trying to place it. Yeah. When I listened to that earlier today, I'm like, oh, you're going to die out there. What is yeah. that? The Exorcist, you're not, you're man. Well, one yep. of the greatest. Oh, uh, it is. And Absolutely. of course, of course, they're remaking it. But uh, whatever. What? That's the the word. And like, it's, uh, they've been saying it for like a year now. There's like a fake fan poster of it, though. And it has her like coming down the stairs, but it's like a, like a, different staircase in the movie and you just kind of see her body shape and like oh. the spider walk and like her eyes glowing it's a really cool poster but it was going around and people were saying it was like the poster for the remake and it's just fan made but that's, that's not really in the original right the no no it was in that's the, the director's the, cut yeah when they re-released that in the 90s or the 2000s early 2000s yeah. Why did they cut that? Do you guys know why? That's such a good scene. Um, it's so cool. I, I think from what I remember, Friedkin said it like um, messed it, with the the flow, the flow of the movie because uh, yeah. he felt that they were at a point where her affliction wasn't as crazy yet, uh, and to have that scene all of a sudden and then to jump back to her like laying in bed was just too like jarring. Yeah, we're we're not. Yeah, we're not to the full on satanic yet. Like, yeah. That, so they cut that out of that part of the movie. Um, makes sense. Speaking of film scores, that's another great one. The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that trailer, yeah. that first trailer where they just flashed images and yeah. people freaked out. That music is so scary. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that, too, was already pre-existing music. Like, you mm -hmm. know, the Tubular Bells theme was like some electronic artist had recorded that like years before the movie. And then they found it and wanted it for the movie. And you just watched that documentary, didn't you? Or have you not watched it? The new no. documentary? About no, I it. haven't seen it. Oh, it's fascinating. And he talks a lot about the score in the movie. And it's very interesting. It's been like a month or two now. And I can't remember it all. So I won't go into it. But okay. um, check out that documentary. It was on Shudder. Okay. I think it still is. What did you watch some scary movies this past year? Like, did you have any favorites? Um, This year, I think my favorite scary movie come out is probably Possessor. So cool. Yeah. Uh, did that make your top 10, Brandy Joe? Mm, yes i think it was like number eight or something it was so cool but the first time i watched it i watched the cut version because people were like man that sex scene was crazy and i was like why <laughs> and then i read about it and i was like oh i didn't see that so yeah no i i only watched the rated r version so i missed the eyeball oh, yeah there's um that yep yeah, there's that and then there's a picture of yeah <laughs> you should rewatch re it. Okay. Re <laughs> and I'm oh, just okay. like, I haven't seen it, so I have no I idea. Yeah, no, it it, made my, it was number eight on my top ten. Cool. Yeah, was so cool. It's just very unique. 
and original yeah. and weird and cool. Yeah, I love the style of that movie. Just the way it looked. It had like a retro kind of like 70s kind of look to it. I thought it was real cool. And Jennifer Jason Lee is just the best. Mm-hmm. Love her. Love her. Have you ever done a film score? I was working with our friend Brett on, he has a short movie out called Conduit on Amazon. And he had asked me to do some music for that, but uh, ended up uh, not uh, going with it. Well, if you're out there listening and you need someone, Nick is your guy. <laughs> and especially if you have the big bucks, because that's what he deserves. So. Yeah, definitely. Give him money. And how or- can people find you on Instagram? What is your your handle oh it's uh n castriba that's my last name i also wanted to clear up since there's a a nico already i can't be nico but i've got plenty other nicknames um so (laughs) you guys want to choose one i Um, like what you have right here nick the knife nick the knife yes i was hoping that would stick Um, (laughs) oh yeah but uh it'll be your pickle oh yeah nickel pickle nickel pickle nicky k But yeah, I'll let Nico keep the Nico. Yeah. And how do you spell Kastriba for anyone out there who may wonder? K-O-S-T-R-E, B as in boy, A. <laughs> B as in Babadook. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was trying to think of a horror movie. Uh, I mean, Nick the Knife works too, you know, because you have the Scream Queen and Sasquatch Slim. So we have Nick yeah. the Knife. Hell yeah. I so like it. Perfect. We're going to let Nick have full reign and assign both of our movies this go yeah, around. It's going to be crazy for our guests. So as long as you haven't seen it, Brandy Joe, I know Jeremy hasn't, but Possession 1981, oh. you guys mm-hmm. had mentioned it. The lady freaking out in the sewer. Yeah. Have I've you seen that? Seen it. Okay. Have you seen it, Jeremy? No, just the, oh, like, look I, at that. like, like we've discussed before, I think somewhere just the, uh, the freak out scenes, the memed, you know, the memeable mm-hmm. stuff on the internet, but I've never seen the full flick. Yep. I love it. Possession. Yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. A lot of pressure, you guys. You know, I, I, <laughs> what about piercing? Have you guys seen that movie? No. No. Okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> the letter of the day is P, possession yes. and piercing. Oh, I love it. Okay. Right. I've never so. heard of piercing at all. I have wanted to see it. It's the same dude from Possessor, the same actor. Abbott? Diet Kit Harrington. Oh. I don't I don't know his name, but he looks like Kit Harrington, <laughs> Walmart version. But yeah, he's in that too. Oh, okay. And that's on Netflix, so that should be easy to watch. Um Okay. I know Possession is Possession is gonna be harder to watch. Um, yeah, was, I, I, I was Abbott. told that that's not an issue though. With it's not. Okay. I remember I uh, tying back to a prior episode. Possession is one of those movies that, like, I've seen out of context clips because you had to find it on, you know, uh, less than family friendly websites. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it was on some shady <laughs> websites, hosted on some shady websites back in like my college days. So I remember yeah. seeing like clips of it. I've watched it ripped off YouTube. I've like. Mm-hmm. I've watched the movie Blackout Drunk. I'm excited to watch it <laughs> now that I'm sober, like actually form an opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I've heard it's more. I mean, it's definitely a horror movie, but like that it's maybe it's like allegorical for like the issues in their relationship or something along those lines that cause her to it does. weird. Things I, like I know it's super sexual. That's what I know about it. Like in like a fucked up 
out there kind well, of way. It was my number one choice because one, it's just so weird, but I think it matches both your aesthetics a little bit in that mm-hmm. like kind of like indie art house, but there's also a fucked up creature. I don't want to give too much away, but um, yeah, I think even if you don't like it, it'll be interesting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. sure. For sure. And piercing is just a, uh, I don't know. It I just looks cool. A sex worker and things don't go quite as the guy wants them to go or something along yep. those lines. That's the nail on the head pretty much. All right. And it's Alice from Alice in Wonderland, right? Um, She looks yeah, familiar. Wasikowski. Yeah. yeah, she's got a Polish last name. That's all I remember. Mia. Oh, and she's what? also in Stoker. Did you all see Stoker? Uh, that is... As Nick said, that's one of those ones from back in the day. I tried to watch it, but I was probably like, you know, a six pack deep and don't remember it at all. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm reforming all my opinions. As a yeah, there's person. a ton of movies I watched through <laughs> a period of my life that like right now I have to rewatch them and relearn, uh, you know, reform opinions because I'm like, right. know, know the title. Remember like one scene from <laughs> yeah. it, but I have no idea. Exactly. It's so weird. Wentworth Miller wrote Stoker. He did? That's- isn't that weird? Yeah. Robert Miller, uh, Captain Cold, Captain Cold from the Flash TV series. He was the lead in um, Prison Break, the yeah. show, or one of the leads oh. in Prison Break, the TV that series. Is so weird. I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So go figure. I love Wentworth Miller. He's a great, uh, he's a great little character actor out there. Yeah. He's sexy. well cool well i am so excited to watch two movies i've never seen before the both of us you got us good yeah oh yeah this is gonna be wild yeah so we'll be back the last one on my list too so i'm Um, glad i i'm glad i got you guys i've been so (laughs) nervous i've been overthinking this like crazy (laughs) so i'm just stoked to watch some movies and you know we can just chill and talk that's it yes that's what we do Hell yeah. Well, Nick, we'll be back in just a minute. And in the meantime, let's listen to some you. Ooh. (laughs) Love me. (laughs) We'll be back in just a moment. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Hey guys, we are back after listening to that sweet ass Nick Castriba music. Yes, Woo. Nick Nick the Knife is back. Nick the <laughs> Knife, he's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we watched some movies that Nick assigned to us that you and I have never seen. Yeah, no, never seen either of these. Um and good choices man i literally oh, said you. i said what the fuck out loud both <laughs> of them like a few times so they're definitely i kept writing um what the fuck what the fuck this is so fucking weird my note that was my repeated notes <laughs> but yeah well, that was uh, the goal so good mission yeah you got us you got us mission <laughs> mission accomplished you're gonna be on an aircraft carrier with yeah the banner and the jacket you know? <laughs> sorry guys old dated political jokes some george w bush action for you mission accomplished <laughs> oh boy uh but anyway let's start off with the first movie which is possession possession i keep thinking of the danzig song uh <laughs> 
And now that I did that, I think we owe Danzig money, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be coming after you boys now. Yeah, and here's how same. gay I am. I think of Sarah McLaughlin. So oh, there you go. We're, yeah, we're, we're, the little punk, we're the little punk rockers. So, you know, we go that direction. Okay. So off the letterbox, possession. The tagline is in human ecstasy fulfilled. And the plot description is a young woman left her family for an unspecified reason. The husband determines to find out the truth and starts following his wife. At first, he suspects that a man is involved, but gradually he finds out more and more strange behaviors and bizarre incidents that indicate something more than a possessed love affair. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as good as you're going to get as far as a description of that movie. I know, right? Like, I, <laughs> I, I went online and read a lot of, like, plot synopses to make sure I was getting everything. And mm-hmm. to read the words, like, descri- when you read the scenes described out loud, you're like, this sounds insane. Like, <laughs> all of this movie sounds crazy. Yeah, I, so I, I was writing notes down, too. And I have here, in the first 12 minutes, Sam Neill completely loses his shit. Like, yeah. the movie, yeah, oh, yeah, it goes zero to 100 in, like, no time flat. Yep, they everything was turned up to an eleven on a scale of ten. Every scene, <laughs> it was just up there, up there, up there. And I wrote, "This is the best absurdist horror relationship drama I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. It definitely is just like absurdist. Like you can tell it's not supposed to be real. Yeah, heightened oh, yeah. reality or whatever yeah. you want to call that. Just just in the way they talk and like all their hand gestures are so like theatrical. It's like everything's over the top, you know. The one thing, too, like if you were to go into this movie blind, totally blind, um, Mm -hmm. because I already knew, like, I feel like I knew just a little bit too much. If I knew a little less would have been better. I mean, it still is crazy. And I wasn't prepared for the whole thing, like in context, because I've seen a couple scenes and I'd read a couple things about it. But to see it all together, you're like, holy shit, like the whole movie (laughs) Uh, in the very beginning. I feel they telegraph it where like if you watch the credits, it goes creature effects by. And it's like they, they ruin that there's going to be a creature in the credits. Like, because the first fucking hour of the movie is just a domestic drama that's like oh, going, yeah. going nuts. Yeah. So you have no idea. Before we watched it, Nick had said in the first part, like, oh, and there's a really cool creature. And I thought, well, thanks for ruining that, Nick. And then, <laughs> like you said, you get into the credits and it fucking tells you right there. So I'm like, oh, well, he didn't ruin anything. Yeah, I he didn't really ruin it. As soon as you watched it, it's like, what are they? It's in huge block letters. <laughs> like yeah. creature effects by blank. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah is that a famous a- like is that a famous creature guy? Do you guys know? It, it is. I looked it up. He oh. designed ET. Oh, wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah, he he designed oh. ET, and he worked on before this movie. He was part of the team that designed one of the puppets for the alien in the in Alien, the original. Oh, alien. that's cool. So, yeah, so he's a big, uh, and he's done a bunch of other movies. So he's a big special effects creature guy specifically so maybe et was designed to look like a testicle maybe it's all like psycho <laughs> sexual yeah maybe et was together. the baby of this thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so true yeah you know, speaking of watching it blind like i had seen the subway scene before which yeah. also it was fun because she goes on the subway the first time and she has like bags of groceries and I was like, oh, here it comes. And then it didn't happen. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, That's like, if you know it's coming, like you definitely expected that first time. But if I had never seen that scene, I would have especially 
been blown the fuck away like what is happening like if like you said if you went in blind as a bat it would have been i mean it's still like you said it still was insane even if you had seen a couple of scenes because there's no way those can prepare you for it as a whole oh absolutely yeah Yeah, i i think one of my big early what the fuck moments was actually the first reveal of the creature when the private detective goes into the room Mm -hmm. and you're like you can just kind of see what's going on and there's just like oozy gross shit like he stepped into like a uh what was that video game dead space it's like he stepped into a room in that video (laughs) game where there's just like organic shit on the walls and like you see something moving around and you're like what and then she hits him over you know kills him Mm -hmm. you're like holy crap yeah it was it's uh and the the creature at the core of this thing really is you know, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, it's kind of like a hybrid of the baby from Eraserhead and the and a squid, I guess. And then and then later it turns into like a Cenobite reject. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just Sam Neill. And honestly, <laughs> the, honestly, the doppelganger Sam Neill, I think, was the creepiest of oh, its forms. So creepy. Because the way I wasn't they shoot that. No, me he's either. Intense the he's, whole movie, but yeah, when when, when it's he's the doppelganger. To- yeah, so like that yeah. the 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 teacher, the one that looks just like his wife. Like yeah, okay. she, was she born from like did, Helen? Did she, yeah, Helen, thank you. Did she come about in the same That's what like, I wonder. Disgusting cause, fashion cuz like she's a a doppelganger too with green eyes. Yeah, when she But she's when they, nice. When when the <laughs> when Sam Neill first sees her and is like, "Oh, you're my wife in a wig and whatever." It has that mm-hmm. moment. Like, I thought that was cool because initially I thought this movie was going to be, you know, one of those movies where inexplicably she's just the same and nobody notices like Mm -hmm. like a David Lynch movie would do it or something like that. But the fact that he was like, you look just like my wife. I was like, okay, good. We're all in on this. Like, it's not going to play with my head and make me like freak out or like, why doesn't he realize it's the same woman? Well, I read this thing. If you the, there's an FAQ section on IMDb, which I've never even noticed before, but I actually typed in "possession 1981." What the fuck is happening in this movie? And it was the first <laughs> thing that pulled up. And someone says someone like filled out an FAQ on what did I just watch? Is was the question, and it said that the monster evolves into the replicate of her husband, her idealized husband, and then her doppelganger is the idealized wife of Sam Neill. So each of the versions are like what yeah. they wish that their partner was like. Yeah, I saw a lot of reviews and thematic analysis of this movie really got into the whole like, everything is about this divorce, the failure of this marriage. Some people are like, the monster might not even be real. Maybe it's all metaphor, like real, real in the in the plot of the movie. Like it might just be allegorical, and mm-hmm. you know all of this is weird, uh, psychotic visions and things like that. Which is all well and good, but for me, like I like the few people that were like, or you could look at this as a straight horror movie, and she was like possessed by a fucking space monster or whatever, <laughs> or like maybe it was the Antichrist because you can't, oh. I, I, I can't get away from the the idea that. Because at the end of the movie, when he's off in the world, he, you know, the, the replica, the doppelganger runs off and there's bombs going off, like some kind of war, it sounds like, has started. Like the cold. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this, too, is like there's a lot of Cold War allegory here. Yeah, too, you got the seems. Berlin Wall backdrop. It's like. He's a spy. 
Mm-hmm. Like his job is he's some kind of spy or intelligence agent, and like yeah, the this man is all with Cold the pink War socks. Yeah, all po- Cold War paranoia. Yeah, what is up with the pink socks? I don't know. But, that was so yeah, weird. When I came back to that, and I was like, wait, what? Like that whole storyline was definitely the most confusing of everything. I, I was totally Total like, confusion. I was totally like, oh, the man with the pink socks, and I'm like, but why do I care? Because they <laughs> yeah. didn't actually like. Yeah, it sounds like it. a throwaway line in the beginning, but like, yeah, it's supposed to mean something. You have no idea. It just makes yeah. me think everything means something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, uh, at the end end of the movie like a war is going on the son is like no don't answer the door he knows like something's wrong what's so uh, creepy and then he just goes up and just goes in that bathtub and like he's there for so long without it cutting away i was like this is impressive they're like go up there and hold your breath for three minutes and earlier in the movie like before the scene of her having the freak out and all the oozes coming out of her in the subway uh she's just staring at a giant crucifix that's like looking at her so i was like mm-hmm. okay there's got to be some Catholic, oh um, yeah, heavy, you know, apocalyptic. Like the movie has a, an impressively apocalyptic atmosphere the entire time. You're like, you know, it's this is one yeah, of those she's movies. She's talking where about like, Sister Faith and yeah, Sister yeah, yeah, Chance yeah. and how she had to abort Sister Faith, and it's like, what the fuck? So and that's religious... what happens in the subway, right? That's right. Like her, yeah. her miscarriage, yes. right? I I also wondered too, like, is that if we're looking at this as a hard the hard horror aspect like was that also was that maybe the birth of the creature though that miscarriage like is that because i b- believe that was before the existence of the the creature and yeah, like, it's may- maybe that's... like a flashback to what she's talking about right yeah, yeah it was a flashback so maybe that was the creation of the thing like is that what brought it in to the world i don't know like if yeah. you are looking at it literal did she have a miscarriage in that Cause the rift in the relationship, or maybe that's allegorical and not literal. But, Again, who knows? It could yeah. be either. Maybe it's both. Because one thing I read said, like at the end, it's supposed to sort of signify that, like, like the product of the divorce. Like the little boy knows that if they get back together, it's like the worst thing that could happen. Therefore, like the end of the world, and that's why he goes up and like essentially kills himself. And like it's like they're coming back together and that's when all the shit goes down. And that's like if there had been a separation between the couple and then they come back together and how it's not good for the family. Something like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is like the worst victim of their all their bullshit, you know, like yeah, poor oh. Sam Neil finds him. Like how how long? Oh my god, just eating that, that food on the floor. Yeah. That was that was the harshest scene. I think is when he finds the son. Just you're like, oh my god, that's like the most harrowing scene I think in the whole movie. But I hate when there's you know children in distress in movies that you know. I know for a lot of people it's a trigger, but like that always is like, ah, oh, it's too much. You've gone too yeah, far, he, movie. Is he better off with uh, Heinrich for a dad? I love the Heinrich character. (laughs) Oh my God. My only, my only complaint with this movie is there's not enough of him. When he karate chops Sam Neill's like, fuck (laughs) yeah. Go on that judo shit. Like, oh my God, so good. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I I did discover too, because I, um, I was trying to figure out that, because again, I'm like, maybe part of this whole, like where I'm stuck on this antichrist like imagery. Also, I like the whole, the doppelganger's just wearing a black suit with no shirt and no shoes. And I was like, ah, the Harry Potter movies, I think ripped that off with when Voldemort comes back at, in those movies. That's the same look that Voldemort's rocking. So I was like, I think they might've watched this. But uh, the same year that this came out, Sam Neill played Damien 
in uh, The Omen, The Final Conflict. Oh, that was the same year? Oh. I've that never the seen same, that one. The same year. Uh, it's not terrible. I mean, all the sequels, are they increasingly pale compared to the original The Omen, but like... Two and three are okay. They're not terrible movies, but I, I can barely remember it. But yeah, he's not in the second one. He's in the third one the as third Damien, one. right? He's the grown-up Damien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sam Neill, like watching this too, and then rereading about the Omen and looking at his filmography, like he had an impressive like horror pedigree that I don't think people talk about now that you know he Jurassic Park happened and he went mainstream. Yeah, uh, but he used to do a lot of weird. A lot of oh, the first movie I ever too. saw him in was Event Horizon. I was obsessed with that movie as a kid. Oh yeah! And, oh yeah! I forgot oh, he's, he's in Event Horizon. Fucking horrifying in that movie. Yeah, he's and he's in the in the Mouth of Madness, the oh, uh, yeah. underrated John Carpenter flick. That I need uh, to see that again. It's and he said that this is like his favorite movie he's done. I don't know when he really? said that, but that's yeah, what no. IMDb says. Hell yeah! yeah. He also said that he barely got out of the filming of this movie with his sanity intact. They and I can't imagine like... she did. She apparently there's stories that she was like suicidal after this. I uh, can't movie. even fathom. I mean, and from what I was reading, there, there wasn't any like no impropriety or, you know, things like that on the director. It's just that they went to such they mined such dark emotions, apparently, that it messed up like everybody that worked on this movie. So. Yeah, I can uh, believe it. Yeah, yeah, both of them just their performances are just just amazing. Mm-hmm. And at the end when they're on that big stairwell, there's that woman at the top, right? And she has a cast on her leg too, doesn't she? Yeah. I think she But did. I don't think she's their friend. No. Like no, I don't I think, think she's, she's a just doppelganger a of her, but she just has she has a I was like, I'm confused what the cast means because the their other friend, Marjorie, I think. Yeah. She Margie. had a cast on her leg and that whole character was so weird. It was just <laughs> But I didn't ever like hate it for how weird and like head scratching it was. I admired it for it, which is not typically how I am with these sorts of movies. Like if I'm watching a movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Usually I get a little annoyed with it, but I never did with this movie. I was just like constantly kind of in awe of like just like wow, like this is crazy and I love it. Yeah, this I kept seeing online. People kept wanting to make the David Lynch comparison, of course. But like, I didn't really, I didn't think this movie was that Lynch. It's real in a, like a different way. I yeah. mean, it still has a beginning, middle, and end. And yes, like, th- this movie I felt way more like Stanley Kubrick, like uh, influence. Like, and I think it was just the way it looked. The Oh, really yeah. bleak gray like aesthetics of this movie like yeah, the cinematography is yeah. just amazing just kept, the backdrop of like was it berlin filmed in germany yeah it was filmed in west berlin so. oh, okay yeah oh yeah. my a heinrich's apartment oh my god yeah so fucking awesome but i kept thinking about a clockwork orange that's what struck me because that movie also has a bleak uh utilitarian like apocalyptic look to it where i'm like that and that's where it, Something like that. Maybe um, Cronenberg, early Cronenberg. Yeah. Of course. Uh, the Brood especially was one I kept For coming sure. back to. Yeah. Where I was like, this I is very thematically similar to The Brood. And it kept reminding me of Hellraiser. Like this yes. woman sort of building yeah. up the creature by killing mm-hmm. God. Like it, very much I kept having flashes of the first Hellraiser. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was just so cool. Like I, yeah. I, I really was hesitant to watch it. And I mean, I, I had to in this case because it was a crime. 
<laughs> but I'm so glad I did. I really did not think I would like it nearly as much as I did. Oh, well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Me yeah. either. Like it, it's one of those movies too, where I, I mean, we've covered this before. I am often drawn to movies where every character is pretty much bad people. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> redeeming people, but I'm like, but I have to see what happens to them. I'm so invested in this. Like I have to see how it turns out poorly for everyone involved is the answer. <laughs> yeah. but I was into and, it. And it was interesting that she wore the same dress like the whole time. I just wondered why that was. And then I was like, well, maybe Sam Neill's always wearing the same thing, but he wasn't. He would change his clothes. And I was just like, what does that mean? Why is she always like in the same blue dress? Yeah, it was just yeah, there's just so many things where I'm like, yes, please. Like I would read a, a book on like what does <laughs> yeah, this you could write mean? a book on it. Yeah, you, you could. And there probably is one. I didn't look. I feel like um, part of the flavor of this movie, too, is just how freaking international it is, too, because you have uh, I don't know if you're saying his name right. Uh, Andre Zielewski, the director who's a mm -hmm. Polish director. This is his first movie, too, isn't it? Uh, I think he had a few before. This is his first English language movie. Oh, I do know okay. for sure. OK, it, uh, the lead actress whose name is escaping me right now. She was French. Isabella Johnny. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Neill is Australian. Uh, they shot it in uh, Germany. Like it's got flavors from like so many different places. It's pulling from. It's in English instead of like <laughs> any of these native languages. It, it's crazy. I understand too. In the UK, this was like banned until the late nineties. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, it's like this was a movie that lived in my brain. Like I think I had originally heard about this movie in like college. And just was never able to track down a copy or whatever. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was living alone in Vegas and it just came on on TV. And I, I think I was just wasted or something. And <laughs> I was just like, yeah, just like you guys, just like, what the fuck is going And still watching it, rewatching it again. Yeah. It still doesn't make any more sense. I, I think I'd but. seen clips like you said, too, like probably like a few beers deep at some point and like just don't remember it very well. But like. I, I remember hearing so many people talk or read about people talking about how like this is one of the most fucked up movies ever made. And I'm like, all right, so this li has lived large in my <laughs> brain pan for a long time, but it lived up to the hype mostly, I think. Like, I don't think it was as like disturbing in a way like a lot of people have claimed it is or like, mm -hmm. you know, for it to be a banned movie or whatever. But it is weird. Yeah, that, seems, that seems pretty extreme. And you'll but never back forget in the day. it. Like 30 yeah. years ago, I could imagine True. watching it would be like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, when she's having sex with the squid mm -hmm. monster, like that's a bit like, what? <laughs> when that happens, so. And what did she keep saying? Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Almost ready like, or something like that, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, when he showed up and it was a doppelganger, I was like, oh shit like i did not expect that that's where it was gonna go and just that that last scene was so fucking great with the little boy and with sam neil like up against yeah his silhouette oh, yeah. it was so just freaky so cool and the bomb freakier than the squid mm -hmm. monster way freakier than the squid monster like yeah, that he last takes the cake <laughs> that shot of her and the doppelganger sam neil behind her like i want that as a picture like yeah because that that image looks so like it's so beautifully lit the makeup that's on them or whatever they have this ghostly appearance to them like i want that as a photo i can frame on my wall that that's still from the movie like that's so cool uh so creepy 
This was a movie when it was over. I was like, I want to watch it again. I want to start it over and watch it again. And it's just that sort of movie that you like, I'm like, I kind of wish I would have made my husband watch it. But then I'm like, I can only imagine he probably would have hated it. But it's that kind of movie where I don't know that you know how someone would react to it. Like, because you may just like, I was just fascinated with how fucking weird it was. But like other people, maybe a hundred percent turned off. I feel like it's got to be pretty divisive, even though the three of us really felt yeah. very similarly. I I feel like again, I've said this before. This is the kind of movie I would love to have seen in a theater at like yes. a midnight showing or something, and watch an yeah. audience react to this, and to see like because I got to do that before everything shut down. I saw Videodrome. Mm. Uh, I've never at- seen it. That that oh okay I won't say too much but I saw Videodrome at the uh, the main yeah the main art in Royal Oak that the main art theater thank you uh, at a midnight madness like movie showing of it and it was a theater with a bunch of people that clearly had never seen it before because everyone was squirming and like <laughs> what is happening so I was like cool this is how you see those kinds of movies is yes. where people freak Hell out yeah. when they see it so. Also, Sarah like walked in <laughs> while I was like, I was watching it on my computer and she would keep walking in and out and be like, watching weird stuff, huh? <laughs> I was like, yep. Uh, this is one of those movies too. If you're it watching- It can't be the weirdest thing she's walked in on you watching. <laughs> no, probably not. But <laughs> uh, this is one of those movies too, where like if you're watching on a device or whatever, and there's like people around you, like no, there's going to be a lot of, you do it with headphones on. Cause there's going to be a lot of just like, <laughs> like weird moans like yes. all of the characters do extended scenes of strange moaning like it's the a, ballet yes. class flashback when she's holding the girl's yes and oh. making her hold that pose and she's yeah. just like ha, 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 that's time. one of the I'm creepiest like, scenes i, I think. was like is this yeah. gonna end ever she's like, just staring right at the camera yeah oh, oh, yeah so weird oh that and her freak out in the subway, of course, because she's just making these ungodly noises. And it's, yeah, put your headphones in when you're watching this around <laughs> people. Or they're going to think you're some kind of pervert. Yeah, how many, uh, uh, what is it? How many pairs of pink socks you give? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. He knows, he knows. Yep, love it. Uh, I give it a four. That is precisely what I give it. What about oh, you, yeah. Nick the Knife? I got to give it four and a half. Uh, nine, right. nine cool. socks. Cool. Almost five. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a socks. little more Heinrich, if there was another karate shop, I'd <laughs> yes. probably get that last sock. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Good pick, though. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we got to see that. Oh, and this is like the perfect movie for Strange Cinema Saturdays. Like, we got to put this. They've got to watch this. Oh, like, my God. I thought I the kept same thing. thinking I was that. Like, I was like, I was like Mike McGannigan, if you're listening, <laughs> we got to get this in there somehow. Yes, it's too yes. late. They already picked my movie, but we'll but talk we'll, about that we'll later at the end of the episode. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to PR Singh. And uh, the letterbox tagline is, practice doesn't always make perfect. And the summary is, in this twisted love story, a man seeks out an unsuspecting stranger to help him purge the dark torments of his past. His plan goes awry when he encounters a woman with plans of her own. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Accurate. This this was uh, pretty cool, man. Uh, I thought this movie, what got me was like, I didn't, it's clearly a tribute to Giallo movies, the Italian uh style oh yeah the look to it is amazing like i love all the sets and like the credit scene yeah before i forget guys the opening credits 
the theme music, because again, it, clearly this is a nod to Jalo movies, uh, because they used music from like Italian horror movies, like yes. repurposed mm-hmm. music. And the opening theme music, I'm listening to it and I'm like, I know what this is. It's a movie that I talked about before on the podcast. It's from Tentacles. <laughs> oh, you did talk about Tentacles. Yes, which For is the Shelley Italian. Winters? Shelly Winters and John fucking Houston is in that movie. Right. Uh, it's the Italian. Nick, if you're unfamiliar, look it up. I you'll, am. Probably, you'll probably love it. It's bad. I'll check it out. But, but amazing. <laughs> Sounds great. Italian ripoff of Jaws, but with an octopus instead of a shark. And it's, it's, it's nuts. It goes a bunch of weird directions that you're like, why? Why was that what you decided to do with the story? But that was the theme music. The opening theme of this movie was... Tentacles. Yeah, I think it borrows from a lot of different movies. And I we didn't also- know about that till afterwards, but at one point I wrote down, this su- reminds me a lot of Suspiria. And I think that was the I think it was music from, from Suspiria, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it might have been from Deep Red or something. It oh, was a yeah. goblin track. Oh. It was, I think yeah. I it read, was from, but, it was but Deep it, Red. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense why it sounds Another like Another great Italian horror film, Deep Red, underappreciated, I think. There are dolls and hatchets. Yeah, there's like a weird robot doll in there. Like I feel okay. like Saw, yeah, I think that's Saw what might I have aped that. that from that movie. For me, it had flashes of American Psycho and Audition. And I think it's based mm-hmm. on a book written by the guy who wrote Audition. Yeah, so it's I think a Japanese novel, I guess. Yeah. Like um, similar I, vibes of that. I saw a letterboxed uh, thing for this movie that described it as Wes Anderson's Visitor Q. Uh, oh, visitor was... <laughs> Q. Is that what the the milk? Uh, yeah, that's in there. Isn't there right? like a scene where someone has like their boobs like spray milk all over, and they're like in a giant pool of like yeah, breast that's, milk. That, I think that's it. It's visitor the weirdest Q. fucking movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but like <laughs> that's Nick, all I if remember. You, if you don't know visitor, <laughs> I don't Q, know that either. <laughs> visitor Q is a Takeshi Mika movie. You know him. He's the guy that did audition. Uh, mm. and, and Ichi the killer. So his yes. shit's yes. fucking crazy. Visitor Q is about this family. They're like banging each other. And like, it's described as a dark comedy, but it's just fucked up. Uh, and it's like all about incest and weird shit. I think when the breast milk is spraying, I think people have umbrellas. Like, I, yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> Stuff like that. But the Wes Anderson, I'm like, yeah, I could kind of see it because it's got these Yeah, it's got like a really, yeah, and... like playful, kind. like it doesn't take itself too seriously ever, no. which is definitely good for it because yeah it like there was a moment where this movie reminded me a little bit of new year's evil like the high-rise building <laughs> yes yeah yeah and not kit harrington i don't know that actor's name but i know what nick was saying he looks kind of like kit harrington uh-huh. um when he like when things go awry and he's like what do i gotta do to kill this girl and he's like just going along with everything she's doing i was like it's kind of like new year's evil where the guy is like bumbling along to get victims for <laughs> Uh, his plan just stumbling in the room so i guess i'll kill yeah, you yeah. i guess I, but <laughs> this girl needs to stop and get smokes first before i can kill her what is this like that's what that reminded me of so and you know lots of times in movies i can smell the like poisoning happening like a mile away like the the spiking someone's drink or whatever mm. and the i had no idea that was gonna you happen just drank. i had no idea that was gonna happen when it did yeah. Also, my what the fuck moment in this movie was when he walks in the bathroom and she's stabbing herself in the thigh with the oh scissors. Oh my god! And I was just like, yeah, what? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I loved uh, that. Yeah, it was cool, but yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it sort of went downhill for me. Like, as much as I, I knew that the roles were going to be reversed to some degree, I knew that she was going to get the upper hand, mainly because I saw the trailer, which most of the fucked up scenes in the trailer are from his, like, dreams or like his like mm -hmm. tweaking like out but i i guess i just like it started just kind of go downhill for me after she drugged yeah. him like it wasn't as interesting anymore but i yeah, really like, loved like once they got back to his uh, her apartment and they were like in bed and just like it was so awkward and weird and their conversations were kind and i thought she was so good but then i was just kind of like nah. there's a lot of things happening but it it doesn't seem like it's really going anywhere at some points you know yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, there's definitely a lot of interesting things going on, but it's like, I don't know. And it's a short movie, too. So it's kind of weird yeah. that it feels like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like an it's hour only like 20 80 minutes. minutes. Yeah. But of course, I was like, when she pierces her nipple at the end of the movie, I was just like, piercing. That's the name <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> Because I wondered prior to that, like, why is this called piercing exactly? Like, yeah, I, know I was thinking, was like, when she stabbed herself, her. Yeah, but... I was just thinking maybe the stabbing stuff, like killing, piercing. But I and... thought she was so good. There were just oh, times she's amazing. Kind of, like tears would come out of her eyes when, like, it sh they shouldn't be normally in that scene. Like, I found she made really interesting choices. Yeah. And I, I do see where you were coming from, too, where I feel like this movie starts off so strong. Like that first scene where he's like, oh, he's going to stab his own baby with an ice pick. Like, that's what <laughs> and he's then the baby, the baby talks. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what he says, but it, I like, it's like, yeah, you know what I you have that. to do or yeah. something. Yeah. Use your nightmare voice. <laughs> do you think he really was talking to his wife on the phone? Like, do you think the wife knew? Or was that That's, in his? Head? I was reading online. Mm. I was like, somebody, like, the stuff online, if you read a synopsis, they say it's in his head. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe That's where it's not. like Patrick Bateman ish. Like, yeah. Like with the ATM saying, feed me the cat. <laughs> like, it's yes. like, it's yes. like along those lines. Like, I, I took it as when he tried calling her back and the phone just rang and rang that he never talked to her to begin with. Yeah, that's what I thought mm. too. Like, I thought this movie, a lot of this movie is in his head. Uh, and man, he did good work. That was a killer performance. Yeah, both part. of them. Again, yeah, both, yeah, of both them. actors were uh, amazing. And I, I really like Mia, whatever her last name is. I can Mia never... W, let's call her. Mia W. <laughs> I loved her in Crimson Peak. And I love that movie, Crimson Peak. I great. need to see it. I got to give that to you at some point. Crimson Peak's a great flick, I think. But her performance, especially, like she's another one that's, you know, she was also Alice in the Alice in Wonderland movies, but. She's also done these weird little like horror movies and like, okay, she's another one with this solid like horror pedigree. And I love Marin Ireland. She's in it for like a hot flash. She's from like the dark and the wicked and she's in Homeland. She's so interesting. I think she's his mom. Okay. She just has like very little, but I love her as an actress. I find her just very cool. And the dark and the wicked's really great. It's on shutter now. So you can check it out. And his, uh, his, when he's tripping out uh, and is seeing, like, I guess those were all his past crimes or things he's been mm -hmm. involved in. Like, that was crazy and pretty cool. And that mm -hmm. little monster, like, it, tying it into possession a little bit, a little <laughs> monster comes out of the toilet and, like, crawls in his face. Like, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I just, I wasn't, like, the, the whole drugged out sequence. And I guess maybe part of my not liking that as much was that when I saw the trailer, I was like, ooh, this movie goes like, it's weird, but it's like when it all, all the weird stuff is just like a drugged out haze. 
it's less interesting because it's like, oh, it's just in your head as opposed to something that's like really happening. But maybe if I watched it, not going into it being like, oh, how does, because I knew there was like this scorpion sort of thing that they show in the trailer. And I was like, how does that work into this? And it's like, oh, it's just a, a drugged out vision. That's not you're, nearly as exciting. You're like, is that the piercing monster? Cool. Because <laughs> it almost like pierces his nose. Like it goes yeah. to like his nose. Yeah. But it's like at the end of the movie, he's just got a bunch of facial piercings from one. Time for your facial piercings. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it would have been interesting because she's like, this is to remember this or whatever. And then she pierces her nipple. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish after that would have happened, you would have seen that like her other nipple had like three piercings in it or something like, like she's done this numerous times before with other men or something like this is just one more cog in Mm -hmm. the wheel or whatever that phrase is. Like, I just like, I liked the idea that she was like, well, that's why I'm piercing this nipple. So I'll always remember you. And then Mm -hmm. there were other reminders on her body from other people. That would have made sense. You should have wrote um, this. Yeah. yeah, I should have, you know. They wrote me, and I, I was very busy at the time. <laughs> well, he had the scar on his stomach, too. Like, like is that hmm. from him piercing himself in some, like, weird sexual thing? I don't know. Maybe. You know, the mom? final... Because, yeah, it was in hmm. the same spot that he stabbed his mom in, in mm-hmm. the drug haze. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. And, uh, of course, invoking David Lynch again. The final scene of this movie where, you know, he's gagged and she's over him with the ice pick. And then like the old doo-wop like song is playing in the background. I was like, this is very blue velvet. I feel like this. Yeah. This very moment, like very blue velvet here. So uh, I feel like they had to have been invoking that like knowingly or something like that. I did a little love Lynchian. Yeah, Yeah, it was very love that that the music was very anti what we were watching what is that called when the music is like in the actual scene that is part of the diegesis I yep diegesis or diegesis i don't know how you pronounce it properly I like diegesis that, is what i see yep but that it wasn't like creepy music and therefore it made it creepier yeah I, all these oldies like that i thought it was cool i was like i love well i'm a weirdo and i love that kind of music anyway but then you throw it in a movie where you know like this and you're like cool i love the juxtaposition and the ending credits were so cool like if you watch them like it kept going like like going up the buildings but it would just go on and on and on forever like i just love that the the buildings were were so cool the movies or the buildings were miniatures i thought that was yeah Yeah. at least looked like it that was Mm -hmm. really cool i love that there's your wes anderson right there you know the (laughs) use of miniatures Kind of like also like hereditary. Uh, mm-hmm. They did that quite extensively in hereditary. Yeah. And I thought that was really, that was one of my favorite parts of that movie. So yeah, I dug it. Mm-hmm. It definitely it. wasn't like, you know, my least favorite of things. I, although I preferred possession to piercing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like one I like word P more. movies. How many uh, scissor stabs to the thigh? You give it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give this a three and a half. Uh, I would have given it a four, but I knocked off half a star because I was like, when it was done, unlike Possession, where I was like, I have to watch this again. This movie, I'm like, I, will, I, I yeah, maybe I'll revisit it someday, but I feel like I got everything I needed to yeah. this time. So who knows? But I knocked off half a star where I'm like, it wasn't as arresting as Possession was. I gave it a three. It was just like like above average, like stylistically more than anything. And her performance, his performance was fine, but I loved her performance. But I don't know that I like would ever watch it again. Probably. 
What about yeah. you, Nick the Knife? Uh, you pretty much summed it up, Brandy Joe. I'd, I'd give it three for the same reasons. You know, it was weird. It looked awesome. Cool music. But, you know, it just, you know, not not too much more going on for me, at least. But Talking yeah. Baby with a nightmare. Oh, voice, yeah. Man. Yeah. More Talking I mean, Baby. It, it, the stars. You know what you go up. <laughs> Give us the voice one more time, Nick. Give us the voice. <laughs> God, I love me. <laughs> oh, fantastic! That also uh, happens too when he's in the drugged out haze, where like he's listening to the voices and they're just like, Whoa. and I'm like, it's so stupid, but I love that <laughs> that happens. I'm like, oh no, drugs, <laughs> drugs, run! If you're listening on Friday when this drops, come check us out at Strange Cinema Saturday. Our takeover. Or if you're listening to Saturday, the day of, it is whatever day that is, March um, 6th. Thank you. That is on March 6th. And um, we're going to be watching, what is the name of that movie? We are watching Big Meat Eater. Yes. It is a, if anyone's listening and you're going to jump on the Discord, you know, do it. Big Meat Eater is the greatest science fiction horror musical from canada you will ever (laughs) see it's the only one i can think of but uh it's a crazy cult movie i was excited that that's what got voted in big meat eater Uh, oh and like hands down like that way one like in a landslide it's crazy you'll never see anything like it so go to our link tree in our bio and you can go to the planet and discord on there and it starts at six o'clock weird shorts seven o'clock we'll watch some trailers for the next week and then the movie will start and feature us dearly oh it will be there and there might be a second feature too I understand, uh, that i threw uh, mike a suggestion so he might oh. tack on another b movie uh favorite of mine so we'll see love it nick this was that absolute delight having you here the pleasure's all mine thank you so much for i having can't me. wait to have you back oh anytime i felt like you're our silent partner in this well yes so, silent voice of course we hear your music every single week but sure uh, like our silent partner here that helped us create the flavor of this thing so well we want to have you back oh yeah well, anytime like i said it, it was so much fun guys thank you so much for having me Thank thanks you, for being here. It was our pleasure. Yes, and please write us, scaringissharing at gmail.com or follow us on the Insta. You can sh- slide into our DMs there. And um, thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll hopefully see you next week. And keep sharing those scares. Because scaring is sharing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Scaring is sharing. 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 This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.